plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the San Diego Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Chargers fans. Welcome to the Locked On Podcasting Network, Locked On Chargers podcast. By the way, the Locked On Podcast Network is your team every day. One thing I think I like about this, one thing I know I like about this, not to steal something from Peter King, but one thing I know I like about this is we are every day, Monday through Friday on the Locked On Podcasting Network with your Locked On Chargers podcast. And I really, really like that because, I mean, as a news guy, I'm able to bring you up-to-date information and then also extrapolate on that, add my little flair, my take on stuff a little bit. And one thing I need to say is I was way wrong about Antonio Gates. I thought he was getting some sort of a you know, veteran rest day because nobody really made a big deal of his hamstring injury. It was a lot worse than anybody thought it was because Antonio Gates on Friday officially listed as doubtful for Sunday's game in Indianapolis against the Colts. All right, now I'm going to go ahead and level with you now. I'm fighting the cold. Not sure how long my voice is going to hold out. So I'm going to let the guys with the team do a lot more talking in this particular podcast. All right, if Antonio Gates is not around, what does that mean? Well, up first, Hunter Henry and Sean McGrath. And Hunter Henry has one catch for 20 yards. That came in the season opener against the Chiefs. But this kid has really, really made some, some strides, and he's made a lot of friends and got a lot of allies on the Chargers for, for pretty much everything he does, his work ethic, his ability to catch. And as Philip Rivers says, there's one other thing he likes about the kid a lot too. I think the thing that stood out was just how what a heck of a blocker he is. I mean, he's a guy that's going to be a complete tight end for us that can really do everything. And um, you know, he's he's uh, he's. I told him I made a comment to him. Your catches are coming because they will. They will. Like, like we know, the things will come in spurts and come at different times. But he's really off to a good start. Yeah, his touches are going to come. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Hunter Henry. Remember, 51 targets or 51 catches his senior year or his final year at Arkansas, and zero drops. That, that's astonishing in the SEC against those defenses. Against, I mean, you're getting contested every single time you're catching the ball. To have no drops, that is amazing set of hands. And remember, Hunter Henry's dad was an offensive lineman at Arkansas, so he taught Hunter how to block from an early age, and obviously it has rubbed off on him. All right, let's talk about how the Chargers approach this week versus how they approached the second week. Because uh, coming off that loss at Kansas City, everybody knew these guys were going to be responding one of two ways. Either go into a shell, oh, it's, it's, we're doomed, we're, we're, we're cursed, we're the Chargers, we're going to go 4-12 and 12 again, this is horrible, we gave away a 21-point lead, bleh. Or, that sucked, let's not ever do it again. Turns out they responded with, that sucked, let's not ever do it again. 
and it helped them. They came out with a chip on their shoulder during practice. So one of the questions for Ken Wisenhunt is, hey, if your team practiced last week with that edge, with that anger, is this something you guys should maybe do again this week? And here's how Wiz had to answer that question. It's easy the first week. Everybody's fired up. But after you come off of a tough loss, can you do that again? So that was our focus last week to do that as a group. And I think they did it. And now, okay, so we did have a little bit more success and win a game. It doesn't mean anything. I think you have to really focus on getting back into that same routine, that same effort and practice, you know, how we're finishing plays. I think you got to block out all the other stuff and just make sure you stay focused on that. That's about as far from playing it close to the vest as you're going to get from Ken Wisenhunt. I mean, yeah, they want to try and practice the same way, but now they're going back out on the road, and it was on that road game that they lost that 21-point lead, so that's still going to be fresh in their minds as they try to get that, that first road win. And as Phillip Rivers and Casey Hayward both said independently of one another, listen, you win all your home games and you split on the road, that gets you 12. That gets you 12 wins. 12 wins gets you in the playoffs. And that's all you have to do, as A.J. Smith used to say, just get in the tournament and anything can happen. Fortunately, his head coach didn't let it happen at the end. But, hey, you know, we're not, we're not going to talk about that because I love Marty. And I love Marty Ball. And I think he should probably come back. Let's move on here, all right? One thing they're going to have to do because it's looking like Gates is not going to be around is they're going to have to run the football every bit as effectively as they did in the second game against the Jags. That means with no Danny Woodhead, Melvin Gordon, 24 carries, 102 yards. Now, we all sit here and think, feed him. Give him the ball. Give him 25. Give him 30 give him 100 carries in a game. That may not be the best course of action, all right? We see him as that, that quote-unquote bell cow back, the guy who can put the entire offense on his back and run the football and control and dictate the tempo of the game. But again, as Wisenhunt and Rivers both said, you know what? The run game's been good, but how much can you really use Melvin Gordon? You got to use him a lot, but what's, what's the, what's the drop-off time that you have to, you, you start getting a diminished returns with a guy in just a second year, remember, coming off microfracture knee surgery? It's been good. You know, 150 game or whatever so far, and we're going to need to keep running it. I, I think every week we, we, we have the ability to throw it 50 times or run it 50 times. I mean, really, depending on how the game goes. It is nice, though, when we can be as balanced as we've been the last two weeks. And um, the guys up front are doing a heck of a job. Melvin, again, is, is finding, finding the creases when they're there, which our guys have, have, have uh, done a great job of creating for him. And then there's times when they're going to be kind of an ugly three or four-yard run, and he's really embraced those runs and, and, and said, this is part of it. You know, these 10 or 12 that aren't going to be pretty, but I'm going to get forward, fall forward, those add up. And, and those take their toll on the defense. So I, th I thought that our run game's been, been, real, uh, been real, you know, Real good these first two weeks. Melvin's doing really well. You can see his confidence growing. He's doing a lot of good things. I mean, we got to be realistic. When you run the way Melvin's running, you want to get him as many carries as you can, but you can't get him too many. I mean, he's running very physically. He's getting after guys. He's finishing runs. You got to you got to spell him. You got to be able to rotate other players in there in order to keep him fresh. All right, keep this in mind. The Chargers have run for at least 150 yards, and as a team, in the first two games of the season for the first time since 2006. I think Chargers fans probably remember 2006. That was LT's MVP year. I mean, I mean, forget about what Brady did in 07. I still say from a running back from any position, 2006 was the single greatest 
offensive season by one player in the history of the National Football League. I don't care about 50 touchdown passes. You score over 30 touchdowns, sorry, more than 30 touchdowns in one season, you get yourself in the end zone more than 30 times in a season, rush for nearly 2,000 yards. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the greatest offensive season any player on earth has ever had, and LT had it. In fact, Phillip knows. Philip Rivers' record when he has a 100-yard rusher is off the charts, all right? He wants to have the balance on the offense, and he talked about that very thing. I think also what it does is it allows you to, and, and just over the years, when we've ran it really well, you get chunk plays. And when not, when you can't really run it very well and they can play two-shell zone, uh, you can't get those because they don't care if you're showing run. They're going to say, you know, get your two, you know, and they don't care. But when you're getting four, getting six, and getting 13, they go, hey, we better get somebody down in here to stop the run. And that's when you have a chance to, to show it to Melvin. And then with the speed we have outside, you got Travis and Tyrell and those guys running all over the place. So that, 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 that that's what's exciting to me about the run game. Not only do I – shoot, I love handing it and watching our guys run, but also the, the chunk plays that can come off of that. So now we know the Chargers want to run the football. They want to throw the football. They want to have balance on offense. Going into Indianapolis, they can do that very thing. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I've, I've kind of had enough of the whole Pagano Bowl thing. You know, Chuck is the head coach in Indianapolis. John is the defensive coordinator in San Diego. Now, if they're both head coaches, like uh, the Harbaugh's were in the Super Bowl when the Ravens and 49ers met, that takes on a whole new dimension. All right, but... But having them both on the same field together and their dad is a tremendous football coach from the Denver area as well, uh, great high school football coach. It's nice to see, I mean, they're a good family too. I mean, great, great guys. They do have a propensity to maybe let games slip away at the end, but for, forget about the stuff that goes on on the field. Off the field, the Pagano family is tremendous. So it's going to be really nice to see them squaring off against one another. And, you know, the Chargers with Phillip Rivers have had a lot of success against the Colts, but the last time they faced them was 2013, which was Mike McCoy's first year. It was a Monday night game. Chargers won 19-7 at Qualcomm Stadium. Uh, the f last time they faced him in Indianapolis was in 2011, before Peyton Manning even had his neck surgery. Eric Weddle had a pick in that game. I believe Kevin Burnett had a pick in that game. I was at that game. It was an NBC Sunday night game. Um, that, yeah, this is, so you can't bring this whole Rivers plays well against the Colts thing. It's completely different. Now, Phillip plays well anywhere against any opponent in any stadium. So that, that's, that's going to be a given. But the whole Chargers against the Colts thing, it's, you can do that against division rivals because you play them twice a year. That, that has carryover effects. That will show you trends. Against teams you don't face more than maybe you know, once every three, four years or so, there's simply no carryover. So I don't think we're going to see, you know, oh, Phillip loves playing in Lucas Oil Stadium. I'm sure he does. It's a really nice spot. It looks like one of those field houses like Frata Hoosiers, and they did that on purpose when they built this place, by the way. And it's, it's one of my favorite places to see a game, too. So this weekend's going to be really fun. Check it out on television. Or if you're going to the game, let me know. By the way, I am more than, uh, than happy to 
to come out, say hi, to tailgate or something. And um, always, if you want to reach me on Twitter at DerekNBCSD or on Facebook, DerekNBC7 San Diego, I am always willing to answer questions or add any content to the show that you might think is, is germane or pertinent to what we're talking about here. Uh, and remember, like I said before, this is the Locked On Chargers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcasting Network. And what I'm really proud of is how we've been able to grow. So thank you, everybody who's listened. Thank you, everyone who's told your friends about it. If you like it, you know, let spread the word. Let everyone know that there's this really cool, hyper-local, hyper-focused on the Chargers podcast out there because... You know, there, there are a few of us out there. There aren't a whole lot. You're not going to get a lot of Chargers content from the four-letter network, ESPN, or from Fox Sports 1, from these, from these national entities that just kind of forget the sleepy little San Diego is around here. So if you like San Diego football, if you like Chargers football, listen to the local podcasts. And not just me. You know, listen to listen to the, the lightning round. Listen to any of the other uh, local Chargers podcasts. We all have our own interesting takes. We all have our own way of doing things and looking at things. I've been a guest on several podcasts in San Diego. You know, give us all a subscription. Give us all a listen because we all love talking Chargers football, and we're all very thankful that all of you are out here uh, listening to us and spending and spending part of your day with us. Really appreciate it. We're Monday through Friday here on the Locked On Chargers podcast. Remember, the Locked On Podcast Network is your team every single day, Monday through Friday. If you want to know what's going on in the NFL or the NBA, all 32 NFL teams, plus Locked On NFL, Locked On Fantasy, Locked On NFL Draft. I mean, the draft is a 12-month-a-year thing nowadays. Or if you're an NBA fan, you got 30 NBA teams that have their own podcasts in the network, plus Locked On NBA, plus Locked On Fantasy. I know NBA training camp starting up was next week, I believe. About the same time, the NHL and the goals start uh, start ramping up camp. So this is a very exciting time in sports, a very exciting time in San Diego. Chargers trying to go 2-1. and one. Yeah, Of course, they did that last year, but I'll tell you what. If the Bolts go 2-1 and one this year and they beat the Colts handily, it'll feel so much different than it felt last year. Remember last year, week three, First of all, week one, they had to come from behind to beat the Lions in the second half, and that was a team that we all thought the Lions were going to be really good after the season they had the year before, and they turned out to be not very good at all. And then they were fighting with the Browns tooth and nail and only won that one because at the end of the game, Josh Lambeau missed a field goal, but the Browns were offside, so Josh got to kick it again. That would have avoided, that just, that avoided overtime. That team felt like it was just barely hanging on and, and, and didn't have what it took. If you look at the Chargers this year, if they're able to go into Indianapolis and beat the Colts and get to two and one, same spot they were after three weeks last year, it'll feel completely different than it felt last year because this will seem like a team that is going somewhere, a team that is that is good in the first half and doesn't have to just scrape by or come from behind or barely hold on to a lead at the end. This the feet what I'm looking for is, is is the record, but also every bit as important as the record is the feeling, the look. How is this team winning its games? How is this team losing its games? How is this team performing for 60 minutes every week? That's why this week is really interesting and intriguing to me at least 
I'll be flying out to Indianapolis on early Saturday morning. I'll be there for the game. Um, so I'll have a full report for you on Monday as well, talking to guys in the locker room. And, you know, that's another thing that sets us apart on the Locked On Chargers podcast is we are, I, I mean, I am in there in the locker room talking to these guys. I know these guys. I will get you the information that you need and the information that you want. So, again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please tell everyone that you want to know about it, about it. If you like it, subscribe on iTunes or go to audioboom.com and follow the podcast there. We're up Monday through Friday. That's a Friday, folks. I'm heading off to Indy. Everybody have a great weekend. Watch the game on Sunday. Let me know what you think about it. And as always, go Bolts. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the San Diego Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.